Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right, good evening. We're continuing with the third perek of Masechet Kiddushin, Mishnah Aleph, in our track to finish the Masechet by the end of next week, Bezrat Hashem. Mishnah Aleph, Haomela Habero, someone who tells his friend, Go and marry this woman for me. Shaliah. And the friend said, yeah, no problem. He saw her, he goes, ah, this girl's good. And he said, ah, marry me. Mekudeshet, she's, she's now married to the friend, even though he acted improperly, married to the friend. V'chen ha'omel la'isha, same idea if he, someone said to a woman when he performed Kiddushin, Hare ad mekudeshet li la'achal shaloshim yom. Behold, you are married to me after 30 days past, meaning thir- after one, once 30 days from now. Uba acher v'kidesha betoch shaloshim yom. And somebody within the 30 days comes in and marries her. She's betrothed to the second man. Because the first one didn't happen yet. It only happened, it's only going to happen 30 days later. And therefore, Okay, if she, um, if the second man is a Kohen, then this girl now eats Teruma. Uh, however, if the man said, you're, you're married to me from now and after 30 days. And somebody comes, someone else comes within the 30 days. She's betrothed and not betrothed to both men. We're not sure who indeed, uh, based on that language, who indeed she's married to. Um, and it could be none, it could be both. Well, it's not, it can't be none. But it's definitely, it, it could be one or it could be both. So, therefore, if she's a daughter of Israel, if one of them is a Kohen, or bat kohen le Israel, or the reverse, she's the daughter of a kohen who might be married to Israel. In both cases, she can't eat teruma because we don't know who she's really married to. Someone says to a woman, Behold, you're married to me with this peruta on condition that later I'm going to give you 200 zoos. She's considered married on condition that provided he's eventually going to give the 200 zoos. If he says, If he says, You're betrothed to me on condition that I'm going to give you 200 Jews within the next 30 days. If he gives it to her within 30 days, she's married. If he doesn't, not married. If he says, Behold, you're married to me on condition that I have, I own 200 Jews. She's considered married, provided that he has it. If he says on the condition that I will show you 200 zoos, she is married, provided that he shows her 200 zoos of his own money. But if he happens to be a money changer, he works at the bank, and he showed her 200 zoos on the table that he uses to change money, and that money is not his, she is not considered married. If you, similar conversations. A man says, Behold, you're betrothed to me with this peruta on condition that I have a bet core of land, it's a measure of area. She's considered married, provided that he has it. If he says, On condition that I have a bet core in this place, 
אם יש לו באותו מקום מקודשת. If he has the bet court in that place, great, she's married. ואם לאו, אין לה מקודשת. If not, she's not married. על מנת שעל איך בית קור עפר, if he says, behold you're married to me on condition that I show you a bet קור of land, הרי זו מקודשת ויראנה. She is married on provided that he shows her the bet קור uh, that belongs to him. ואם אלאבא בקעה, but if he just showed her a bet קור of land that doesn't belong to him, אין לה מקודשת, she's not considered um, uh, married, even if he happens to be renting it, it's not his. רבי מאיר אומר, the next משנה talks about that um, the conditions, the language of the condition that must be said. Machloket, Rabbi Meir, and, um, and Rabbi Hanina ben Gamliel. Rabbi Meir Omer, Kol tenai she'eno kitnai b'nei gad uv'nei reuven, eno tenai. Any condition that's not like the condition of b'nei uh, gad and b'nei reuven is not considered a valid condition. Meaning, uh, if, if you look at the Torah, which the Mishnah will say, you, the, the Torah describes when Moshe Rabbeinu appro- uh, sorry, B'nai Gad B'nai Reuven approaches Moshe that they want to dwell on the other side of the yard, Yarden, Moshe Rabbeinu gives him a condition. And the condition is, if you go and fight with the, 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 the Jews, then you will stay. He also adds a second part. And if you don't, okay, then you will only inherit the land in Israel. Okay, so he gives both sides of the condition. If you do, and if you don't. So Rabbi Meir says you need both. When you make these conditions, you need to say both of these conditions. If the children of God and Reuven will cross, then you give them the land in the Gilad as a heritage. But if they do not cross over arm, then they will take their heritage here in the land of Canaan. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Hanina and Gamliel Rabbi Hanina says, no, in that case of the tribes, you ha- they had to say, Moshe Rabbeinu had to say the other side, that if they didn't fight, then they would only inherit the land of Israel, because you might think that they won't inherit anything at all. So that's why. They wouldn't even get Eretz Israel. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu had to specifically say the other side of the condition. But in another case of a, a, a marriage or whatever, one side of the condition is fine. We all marry me on condition that you do this. That, that's it. Mishnah, hey, Hamkadesh et Haisha. Someone um, marries a woman, Ve'amar, and then says, Kesavur ha'iti kishayi kohenet v'arehi levia. I thought she was a kohen, and now I find out she's a levi. Levia v'arehi kohenet. I thought she was a, ko- a levi, but now I find out she's a kohen. Aniya v'arehi ashira. I thought she's poor, but she's actually rich. Ashira v'arehi aniya. I thought she's rich, but she's actually poor. Um, in all these cases, Harezu mekudeshet, and she is, uh, she's considered married. She didn't mislead him. She, she didn't say she was something else, but really she wasn't. She just got married, and there was what his assumptions were were incorrect. If a non-Jewish man tells a Jewish woman, um, you will be uh, married to me after I convert to Judaism. And he gives her money. Or a Jewish man tells a girl, behold, you'll be married to me after you convert. And gives her money. Uh, or a, a non-Jewish slave tells a girl, "Behold, you'll be married to me uh, after I become free, meaning I can uh, I'm freed from slavery." Um, or the Jewish man says to the Canaanite woman, "You're going to marry. You'll be married to me after you're freed from slavery." Or another situation, a man tells a woman, "Behold, you're married to me after your husband dies." Or a man says to his wife's sister, you're married to me 
um, um, after your sister, meaning my wife, dies. Um, or if a man says to a woman who's waiting gibum, you'll be betrothed to me after your yavam performs chalitza because he's not going to want to marry you. In all these cases, she's not married even after the change takes place. And the reason is, the Gemara explains, you cannot make a transaction on davar olam, on something that is not yet in existence yet. You can't say, ah, when I, when I convert, but you're not, you're not a Jew right now, so therefore you cannot make that condition. Similarly, a man says to his friend, if your wife gives birth to a girl, the baby is hereby my wife, I'm going to marry her, and gives money for the Kiddushin. Uh, and then the wife has a girl. And the child is not married uh, because the baby did not exist uh, when the Kiddushin was, was performed and therefore it's invalid. However, if the friend's wife was pregnant and the pregnancy was noticeable, so it was, you know, she was in uh, five, six, seven months, whatever. Then his betrothal, his betrothal is effective in a way. And if she gives birth to a female, the child is treated as if she's married and because we view the child as if she already existed and therefore it's effective. Now the notes here at the bottom say that, she, that even in this case she's not actually considered uh, married because a girl cannot be married until she's actually born. And in this case... Um, she, she wasn't born yet. Uh, so Mishnah meant to say that the, the, the fetus just existed in a noticeable degree. Uh, that's why the Kiddushin, when the Kiddushin was performed. And we have to be strict. And we have to think that maybe this Kiddushin is valid. Meaning she cannot marry anyone else on, until she receives a get from uh, this man. But since the Kiddushin didn't really take effect, if this man wishes to marry her, he has to perform another Kiddushin when she gets uh, older. We'll stop here and we'll, con- we'll continue tomorrow.